0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Nikki Knows Best podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Davis. Before we get started with today's topic, we need to catch up a bit with some news. When They See Us, Ava DuVernay's miniseries documenting the Central Park Five, whoa. It took my husband and I two nights to watch all four episodes and needless to say, we needed that break between episodes two and three. The beginning of this series, if you haven't seen it yet, are heavy. These boys were in the absolute wrong place at the wrong time. And because of the value of a white woman who was brutally raped is so much greater than that of teen boys who weren't even physically equipped in my opinion to pull off that heinous of a crime, these boys became the scapegoat. Detectives were eager to find someone to pay for this crime. Now don't get me wrong, someone should have had to pay for raping and leaving for dead any woman What happened to that victim that night should not have happened, period. I do think, however, that the detectives investigating the crime should have vetted out all possible perpetrators instead of honing in on a bunch of teenage boys that were underage and without any form of legal representation and parents of legal age to consent to and be present for their questioning. There were several things that went terribly wrong for these boys, but it shed a lot of light for me on how some things that we as parents um and people living in this warped society need to be aware of and move differently we need to know the laws knowing the laws would have helped these parents in the infancy stages of the investigation in order to protect their sons taking it a step further we need to be the ones making the laws but without going too far down that rabbit hole I just want to give my supreme thanks to Ava DuVernay for putting a spotlight on these men's story and telling it from their perspective. Without this miniseries, we would have never been able to hear their story and see what they went through, what their families went through, and how our justice system looked and felt from the eyes of the wrongfully accused. Now on to something a little less serious before we get started. Have you guys been watching Ladies Night on BET? Ladies' Night is a show with two 90s powerhouses, SWV and Salt and Pepper. Now, growing up, I have to admit, you guys, I was a huge SWV, SWV fan, like singing in my bedroom to their cassette singles, if you can remember those type of fan. Anyways, each week I get so disappointed with how Salt and Pepper are treating Spinderella. I just feel like they're a bunch of mean girls. If you didn't know, SP fired DJ Spinderella recently via email and it seems like we're watching week to week the overall demise of a group that already had a shaky past between the three of them. Um, it's just sad to me to see a group of women treat each other with such disrespect. Again, mean girls is the vibe I get um, I see when I, when I see these three interact. I think letting Spinderella, Spinderella do her own thing is what's ultimately best for her. She deserves so much better. In today's podcast, I wanna talk briefly about my new experience as a mentor. I'll share some of the advice that I gave my mentees their first week on the job and where I see their mentorship relationship going. So before I get into my mentee story for this week, I want to give you guys a little bit of backstory. Now, in my own career, a mentor is something I've always wanted and felt like I needed. And until now, I've never had one for myself. Having someone there to give me pointers and be able to pull me aside and tell me where I went wrong or better yet could have handled something better might have saved me a lot of frustration along the way. I really wanted guidance when I became a new manager. There was no formal training programs offered to me when I transitioned from being an individual contributor to managing the team, to teach me how to deal with, pe- with the people component of the job. The, jo- the actual job itself, I knew like the back of my hand. Training people on the job was super easy to me. I've been doing it for years, but I didn't have a good example before me of how to be a productive people manager. So at work, I recently started mentoring recent college grads and I absolutely love it. I'm several years removed from college at this point and I had forgotten how green to the workforce you are when you first get out of school. Luckily, the program I'm working with is open-ended. and doesn't have too much structure around what we have to do, aside from meeting with the mentees weekly and being a resource for them during their internship. There's not much direction I'm required to follow. When I first met with my mentees, I was so excited. Naturally, I felt like I needed to have something to bring to the table. These ladies can't come to me each week and we just talk all day. (laughs) Um, I'm not a person with a whole lot of structure in my life, but I wanted us to have structured conversations so I can guarantee they would walk away with something valuable. I need for them to leave this mentorship feeling like they have a real mentor for their careers, not just for the summer. I want to leave like a real impact in their life. Uh, Right off the bat, I gave them both my business card. One of the mottos that my dad taught me growing up, he said it several times and it's something that totally stuck with me. Um, And I use this pretty much in everything I do. And that is, it's not what you know, it's who you know. I explained to them that aside from keeping the card as a resource, this is also the beginning of them building their own professional network. Keep the card and build from there. Networking is something you'll always be doing throughout your career. You don't need to be a master at everything, but you need to be a master at something in order to be a resource for others. Learn your role inside and out. Focus your time on learning everything you can. Get any procedural documents from your department and keep them handy at all times. Sit with someone on the team and shadow them if the situation allows, and then start taking on new tasks. Ask for help along the way, and once you feel like you've mastered something, it's time to ask people on the team or in your group if they need help. Helping others will help you see more, and as you continue to do more of the little starter tasks that they're giving you on the job, you'll get better and faster. But right now, focus your energy on accuracy first. Speed will come later. Now when I say accuracy, it can apply to any job function. If you're in the legal field, accuracy can mean reading through documents and looking for keywords for a case. If you're in retail, for example, accuracy can mean learning the right way to fold shirts and placing them in the right format to keep everything in line. Learn the job, whatever that is. Now keep in mind, you're always going to start learning with the basic easy stuff first, when you first get started. But as you get the easy things down, now here comes the accuracy pitch, then you'll be more likely to be ready to take on something harder. Building your network begins after you become a resource of information or you start to get exposed to other areas as you're growing in your own role. Remember that scene in Coming to America where Prince Hakeem says to Lisa, when you think of garbage, think of Akeem. This is what it looks like once you become a master of something. My point here is, you'll become the go-to person for whatever that is. And you'll become known as the person that knows this backwards and forwards. And if they have questions, I know where to go. I'm going to Hakeem. <laughs> uh, anyways, sorry. I love movies. Um, so it's usually at this point and all along the way where, where you're actually also going to start to learn uh, that other that others that know the pieces to the puzzle that you touch... And you're gonna have to start learning those people as a resource for yourself. Those people are going to be your go-to people in their specific areas. This is how your network begins to take shape. Now in the spirit of keeping some sort of momentum going for my mentees, I decided to buy my mentees a book that we'll read together over the course of their internship. And as we meet weekly, we'll have something set in stone to discuss. It took me some time to find a book that I thought would help, and I landed on The Little Black Book of Success, Laws of Leadership for Black Women. A common theme in some of the reviews on Amazon was this was a good book for recent grads, so I thought it was a perfect fit. The book is written by three friends that have professional backgrounds in several different sectors, but they've all worked their way up into corporate or executive roles, I'm sorry. I'm excited to read their stories and talk through uh, their experiences with the ladies each week and how we can apply the topics uh, mentioned in the book in our own careers. So the book should be here today. Thank goodness for Amazon Prime, honey. Uh, More to come uh, as the weeks progress on my thoughts on this book and how um, things are going with my mentees. Um, I'm super excited for the podcast and everything that we're doing. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed what you've heard so far. If you have, please feel free to subscribe and share this with a friend. The Nikki Knows Best Podcast can be found on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Until next time, I'm Nicole Davis, and this is the Nikki Knows Best Podcast.